Oh, hello. You found it again. The Let's Go Eat Show. Hi. Hi there. I'm Bill Allred. And uh, what you're going to hear uh, here is uh, people who are, uh, they're not beyond the fringe. No. They are the fringe. They are on the fringe. They're right in, in the middle of the fringe. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, Jay Perry, uh, Cheyenne Gray, and Michael Vaux about the Great Salt Lake Fringe Festival. It may, I have to tell you, I felt I felt a little bit bad about it because Why? I, cause I'm, I don't do enough stuff. What do you mean? There's all this awesome stuff happening. You mean you don't? So I don't leave the house enough. <laughs> I'm I'm at home on the couch too much, and I should be out doing stuff like going to the Fringe Festival. Well, then why don't you? I feel guilty. Well, because I will, but I still haven't yet because it's this week coming weekend. Uh, so you so you heard uh, you we, we talk we'll we'll talk to these people about what the Salt Lake the Great Salt Lake Fringe Festival is all about. But as you and I kind of had an idea about what it is because I knew of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Uh, But uh, uh, now that you've heard about what it is, is it intriguing to you at all? Yeah, it's no, it's very intriguing. Well, then why don't you go? Well, because I didn't know it existed until just now. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I will go. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, it's one of those kind of things where you sort of you're taking a chance in a way. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to be seeing a lot of different sh- plays, none of them longer than an hour, apparently. Right. Uh, and they're they said, uh, well, you'll hear about it. But some, I think you're, you know, you, some of them you may not like. You'll go, oh God, Ugh. why did I come to this? Mm-hmm. But but that's okay. That's cool. That's that's a good thing. And it's not expensive. That's what's nice about it too. You're not making a big financial like ten bucks or yeah. less to go. You're, you're not making a big financial commitment, and then you're you're going to see something and go, oh, but. You'll see things that that will blow you away. I'm almost positive. You'll see absolutely stuff you'll never see anywhere else that will blow you away. And even if you go to something and it you it doesn't connect or it's not great, it's still I still love to go see people at these at shows who just are giving it everything. Yeah, even if it does if it's not quite successful. Even if it doesn't work, these are people artists who have put everything they have into their show, and there's a beauty in that. Uh, do you uh, you know who Billy Connolly is? Uh, uh, British, uh, Scottish, uh, Scottish, Scottish comedian. I, I sometimes get him. Uh, well, or Eddie Izzard. You certainly, know who Eddie you know Izzard. who Eddie Izzard is. They they now Billy Connolly. I think he's Scottish. Okay. He he played. I think he was on Saved by the Bell or some American TV show for a while, playing the principal or something. But he. Uh, I associate him with the Monty Python guys, but he wasn't in no, Monty Python. No. And he's that same. He's kind of that same age. He's a comedian. He's he's quite old now. I think he's almost eighty. Yeah. Uh, but I think he has performed at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, like every. I think every year he just <laughs> always goes. Yeah. And performs. And he's one of those. You know, you say he's a comedian. He's one of those kind of comedians you don't hear much anymore, where uh, they tell stories. And it'll be kind of a long story that's funny as it goes along, and then ends up with a big punchline of some sort. You know? Yeah, and uh, Monol- uh, monologist. Yeah, so and Eddie Izzard got his start at the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh. Yeah. So did uh, Craig Ferguson, the talk show host. Oh yeah, sure. He he had a one man show, that was uh, similar to a Sister Dottie type show where he played the stereotypical Scotsman, and he would get up and be drunk and berate people and wear a kilt and moon the well, audience be- and because at that time he was drunk yeah no it was not a lot of acting but it launched his career yeah uh and so i've always thought the Edinburgh one is was amazing and something 
I know you hate the term, on the bucket list to do. Go see that. Uh, but what I one thing interesting is there are some of them all over the world. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. E- I didn't really either. And now Salt Lake has one. This is the third year. You're going to hear all about it right now. It's uh, some folks talking about the Great Salt Lake Fringe Festival on the Let's Go Eat Show. All right, uh, we, uh, just uh, we'll we'll just get this thing underway. Uh, uh, happy to welcome to uh, the Let's Go Eat Show podcast. Uh, we have three guests with us, although one of us, one of them, is going to bug out during the, <laughs> the interview because because he owes me money. Uh, it's uh, uh, Jay Perry. Jay is a, a local actor and uh, teaches uh, summer youth acting classes up at the U. And uh, are you in any plays right now, Jay? I have nothing. No, uh, so, yeah. no there we go. So, yeah, so, so nothing. I'm not in nothing right now, but I have a show coming up with Plan B Theater Company in uh, in the fall. It's Eric Samuelson's Ice Front, okay. and it's a world premiere, and super excited about that yeah. show. Uh, you, and, and Jay is one of the uh, the best actors you'll find around Salt Lake City. Oh, thank you. Honestly. Thank honestly. You, uh, now, we also have with us uh, Cheyenne Gray and Michael Vaught. Uh, Vo, just like Vo. Vo? Yes. Vo, V-O-U-G-H-T, That's but okay, right. we'll do Vo. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to be talking about the uh, Salt Lake Fringe Festival, the Great Salt Lake Fringe Festival. Now, it, it to me, this is a hard thing to wrap, uh, you know, wrap your mind around because yes. it is very expansive. Now, I, I knew of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival which I assume yes. this is modeled after. Yes, it is. Although I didn't know, and I was just looking at your material, that the Edinburgh Fringe Festival started in 1947. So, so that, I mean, that's a long time ago. Uh, so where do we want to start? Who wants to maybe explain what the, the, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival sure. is? And, and it's still going on every, every year. Uh, what is it? I, I can do that, sure. Okay. Um, the Edinburgh was the the original fringe, and what happened was they were having a theater festival festival in Edinburgh, and a group of theater companies came that were smaller theaters, and they somehow were excluded from the festival. This isn't fair. That's right. <laughs> you as, got it. As, as actors are wont to do. Yes. Hey. Hey, what about me? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So they said, okay, well, we're not just going to go home empty. We're going to start our own little teeny festival on the fringe of this bigger theater festival. <gasps> Thus the name, yeah. the fringe. Yeah. And so they started their little festival, and lo and behold, in a few years, it grew and grew and grew, and the big festival that was Nettaboro died out, and the Fringe went on to become, it's now the largest art festival of any type in the world. Yeah, like I, uh, I, I read a lot of books about from entertainers and comedians and uh-huh. stuff, and every, every one of them talks about going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival yeah. with a show and yeah. it launched their career, or it was like their first big showbiz moment mm-hmm. yeah. of going to this festival. And I'm sure we'll get to talk about that in a bit, of how that's really kind of the, the idea behind Fringes is to get these starts, get these seeds going, get things yeah. rolling. And it's true. I mean, the Edinburgh Fringe, they do, I believe it's 40,000 shows in three weeks. What? That was an accurate 40,000 shows. 40,000. Wow. Over a million people come into the city during the festival. Mm. Um, so it's obviously altered the whole face of that city. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's beautiful. And so it was so successful that fringes started popping up around the world. Um, now there's fringes all over the world. Um, Canada has a wonderful circuit of fringes. America has quite a few. Most major cities, or many major cities, have them now. And we just didn't have one here and thought it was time. 
Uh, aside from uh, Edinburgh, what would be the next biggest one? So a European one or the Canadian one? Actually, in Canada, there's some very large ones, but also in America, the Orlando fringe is huge, the mm. Minneapolis fringe. Um, there's fringes across our country as well that are quite large. Now, yeah. is this, uh, you know, I have the tendency to think of this as almost all uh, avant-garde kind of performance art is it mm-hmm. uh, is it other stuff uh cheyenne is it other stuff than performance art yeah absolutely so it does kind of vary by city um but we have a, a huge variety of what you're going to find as far as performances go so we have some that are um just purely traditional theater so plays comedies mm-hmm. dramas mm-hmm. um and then you know, we have some that are a little bit more avant-garde than that, and it kind of goes down that path mm-hmm. um, because it's it's definitely a, a venue for experimental theater. Um, and then we have uh, shows that are musical theater. We have dance shows. Um, is, there, is there visual arts involved in it? There is visual art involved. Yeah. We have a gallery at each one of our venues. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, solo performances. We have some comedy, some I mean, magic. There's, uh, there, I think I know in Edinburgh, and I don't know if you guys do it here, the, uh, uh, it's, uh, they, they even do some, I mean, like stand-up and monologists, mm-hmm. yes. stand-up comedy and that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I uh, just got an email last night from one of our comedians coming in from uh, Kansas City. He's flying in and is doing a stand-up routine that he does around. So it's it's quite a mix of entertainment. Anything you could call performing arts happens at a fringe. Now, Jay Perry, you're you're a performer mainly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been in? Have you performed in the fringe? I have not yet performed in a fringe. Um, I um I I sort of got involved with this because I started. I went to the fringe the first year two years ago. And was just really, um, I was just, I was, I got really excited about it because I saw all of the new experimental work that was happening. New, you know, it's a, it's a place for people who may not have an opportunity to um, have, you know, a venue mm-hmm. or an outlet for work that they're trying to to put up, or, um, or maybe they have a venue and they've they've been doing other things before, but it might not be a thing that their um, that their subscriber base would normally come to see. So it's something that you know that gives them an opportunity to do that, or it's a place for new playwrights. So it just all of a sudden there were all of these you know great things to go and see for these two weeks and uh, it, I got really excited about it and just wanted to, to get involved. Now I know uh, one of my sons, my uh, youngest son's teachers at East Hollywood High, Alex uh, ha- is one of the founders of this Sackerson uh, production company and they've they've got kind of got their start in the fringe I think didn't they yeah I think Sackerson is one of the success stories of the fringe for sure mm-hmm. um, they uh, they they had a show the the first year that was uh, really one of the shows that had a lot of buzz around it and um, a lot of people came out for that um, the person who wrote that uh, Morag Shepard um, is I think currently the most produced local playwright right really? now yeah mm-hmm. and um, and you know I um, I th- I think that was one that was one of the first shows of hers that I saw, um, but uh, but it was just it's been cool to see how things have kind of grown. Is, it, is this you know uh, sometimes we start talking about things like this Fringe Festival and 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 it excites me I get excited about it, but I you know then I'm also worried about you start talking about what it's like and it, people will be frightened by it you know oh I don't know that sounds a little too too wild for me i'm not sure that i you know i i don't want to give that impression 
or, or is that what? <laughs> maybe uh, maybe it's not. I mean, well, you know what I'm yeah, asking fair, here. Fair question. Um, there is quite a range of shows. This is Salt Lake, and if you go to some fringes, you go to the Orlando Fringe, it tends to be pretty wild because you have all of these actors who have spent their life playing Disney characters, and this is their chance to let go, right? Um, Salt Lake doesn't tend to get quite as wild, but we do have a self-rating system where you know what you're going to see before you see. We have, we have plays, you rate them FFF, being the Fringe Festival, of course. So F is family-friendly, FF is fairly fringy, and FFF is full-fledged fringe. You, you might see, you'll see anything. In, yeah. And, our, so. and see, those are the kinds of things I'm actually interested in, so, th- something that's kind of whacked and off-base, and, yes, and, yes, that, yes. And, that, uh, and I, so I'll be able to see some of that stuff. You'll be able to see some of that. And also for those, we have a family fringe where we have shows that are free just for kids, too. So it really, you, you get the whole gamut, which makes it kind of fun. Now, again, it seems like, it, it, again, it's this big, big thing that we're trying to c- condense mm-hmm. down here and give people some idea of what the essence of it is. I guess yes. we should say this. The Great Salt Lake Fringe Festival is uh, uh, when? Is, is it actually starts Friday, July twenty eighth? So it'll run two weekends, um, going through August sixth. So uh, two weekends. So that is a Friday and a Saturday. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And how many productions are going to be? Do you know at this point how many productions? Yeah. So right now we have about forty five shows happening. Um, Altogether, it's over 200 performances because everybody does multiple shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely jam-packed. Um, we've got seven venues that these are happening across. Is it possible Is it possible to see all of them in? It, it's uh, like the Edinburgh, it obviously would not be. No. Just impossible. So you have to really be pick and choose and yeah. take your chances. Is it possible? Is the Salt Lake Fringe Festival small enough at this point that you can see all of them? You would have to be very dedicated to see all 45, mm. but I think you could, you, could, you could make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> and you say spread across several venues. Where are they? So we have two main locations for the festival. One is um, the Westminster College Do It Center for the Performing Arts. There are three venues there. Um, got the Courage Theater, Dunkey Black Box, and the Vivgore Concert Hall. Um, and then um, uh, across a couple blocks away, we've got the what we call the Fringe Factory. Um, so it's the old DI building down in Sugar House. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so we go in that building and we convert that into four theaters um, of, of various sizes and um, setup. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have four shows going on in there, three over at Westminster, and then we do our family fringe at the Sprague Library. Uh, so there's so much uh, going on. And uh, do now do you provide other uh, amenities for people who come to the Fringe Festival? Are there, is there, is there some food evo- involved and things like that? And, so, and beverages. Yes. So we partner with local businesses. Part of the Fringe is that you partner with the businesses around you and try to bring business to them. They promote you, you promote them. So it becomes a community activity. Um, the, when you come to a Fringe, and this, I'll have to explain this to talk about the businesses. Yeah. Sure. Um, and this is a little odd. All the money, every penny of the ticket sales that come in at a fringe go directly to the artists. We don't take a penny of that. This is to help support artists and get them rolling. We're a nonprofit just to make that happen. How do you determine uh, uh, who gets what money? Uh, does everybody get the same? You just divide it nope, equally? Nope. How we, does that? Yeah. Okay. It is the ticket sales. The, t- the audience you bring in is oh, what I you see. get. Yeah. I see. Your, your, the, what you bring in is what you keep. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. And so there are people That's really that, cool. There are people that actually make quite good money at a fringe and those that don't do well because their show just doesn't get 
bring the audience out, and that's how art works. Or guess. they don't have a big enough family. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so we don't, we're a nonprofit. The only income we get from the audience is that when you come to the festival, you need to get a fringe tattoo. These are temporary tattoos. Oh, darn it. <laughs> well, we'll give you a real one. Though. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and we pay $5 for the fringe tattoo. And that just helps us cover printing costs and the mm-hmm. things we need. And then the shows range from free to the most expensive would be $10. Um, also with that tattoo, and I'm getting back to your question yeah, about the food. And, yeah. Also with that tattoo, you can go to many of the stores, restaurants, bars, right around where we're at and get discounts. They have special blue fringe drinks and two-for-one meals. Mm-hmm. And we partner with the local businesses. That way we're promoting them and, and they promote us. And it becomes like a community kind of thing. Uh, see, and my idea was to get a tattoo and like, put it on my ass. But that wouldn't be good if I have to go to restaurants and show it to people. To no. get a discount. Well, we tell people put it anywhere you're comfortable showing. <laughs> I'll buy. I'll buy two. Tattoos. Well, then he could put it on his ass. <laughs> yeah, I have no problem. I might get you some freebies. Yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, let me get a little bit of your uh, uh, background now that we've sort of settled in. And uh, uh, so uh, Cheyenne Gray, get, tell us about yourself a little bit and how you got involved in this. Yeah. So. Um, I am from Colorado originally. I moved out to Salt Lake in 2011 to attend Westminster. Um, I graduated in 2015 with my degree in theater. Um, and my I thought people only got degrees in skiing from Westminster. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the, that's the story, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my involvement in the Fringe started in, um, I guess, the spring of 2014. Um, I was taking a class with Michael, um, and he kind of started talking about his experience when um, he and uh, his wife Nina, another professor at Westminster, um, went to the New Orleans Fringe Festival and just had a fantastic time. Um, And they kind of expressed their desire to see something like this happen in Salt Lake. Um, And it just so happened that we kind of had people in that class that really latched onto this idea, myself included, and really wanted to run with it. Your fellow uh, students Mm -hmm. in your graduating class. Yeah, Yeah. so um, we were really excited about this, and so um, we decided to kind of spend that next summer of of 2014 um, just doing as much research as we could about fringe festivals, um, finding out what it takes to run one um, with the ultimate goal of, of starting one of our own. Mm. So that summer we, um, you know, worked tirelessly just setting up all of our, um, all of our business stuff and creating this nonprofit so that we could um, launch the festival. Um, We went down to the San Diego Fringe Festival um, just to get a better idea of how it's run. And we really liked how they did things and wanted to model a lot of our, um, a lot of how we run things off of San Diego, um, ended up really getting kind of a mentor relationship with them. Um, and then over the next year, um, over the next school year, uh, we just worked, you know, I mean, it's a lot of, yeah. <laughs> lot of work to do this. Yeah. I, I, I say often that uh, kind of the only reason we ever started it was that we, we didn't realize that it was impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, we just did it. So, um, yeah, over the next year, we um, did everything we had to do to kind of make it a reality, found our space in Sugar House, kind of started that relationship with Westminster to use those venues. Um, and uh, the first festival happened um, August 6th through 9th of 2015, um, just did one weekend. and um, This is the third one then. Yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. this is year three. So, wh- uh, what was it like uh, between the first and the second year? How, 
I mean, the, the did you see great improvement? Yeah. So um, between the first and the second year, our, our biggest change was that we switched from one weekend to two weekends. And this is because we realized that word of mouth was absolutely the biggest advertising marketing factor for these shows. Um, I mean, there were artists who did a great job of, of advertising kind of before the fringe. But really what happens is people come to the first couple of days of the fringe um, see shows and tell their friends. And in our first year, by by the last day, um, the fourth day of the festival, we had sold out shows um, kind of going into the night. And people so, were saying, why is this over? Mm-hmm. Why is yeah, this over? Exactly. And that's a good feeling. Yes. Yeah. Um, so in our second year, we decided to expand, do two weekends so that um, that buzz could really be built and people could get more audience out the second weekend. Um and it, it definitely worked well. We, we grew our audience at about the same rate that we grew the artists. So our, our average payout stayed about the same from year one to year two. Um, so going into year three, our idea is basically let's keep it the same length, um, have the same kind of number of shows, um, same number of days, and just keep increasing that audience so that artists can really see um, bigger audiences and, and kind of a bigger return there. Now, are you are you a performer? Is that what you uh, did at Westminster? Um, I have done some performing, but um, I was mostly on the backstage side, stage managing. So, so this is a, just a natural fit? for you in a lot of ways organizing and that kind of because usually we actors we go i don't know how you guys do that stuff <laughs> you know, i'll okay i'll put my prop back where it's supposed to go you know that's about as good well as i could ever do anything yeah i've always definitely liked um both the artistic and administrative sides so mm. it's been really cool to mm. kind of combine those two uh now michael vo uh, a professor at westminster of, of theater along with your wife what's her name nina nina uh how about a little background where are you guys from where what do you do how did you get to okay. all of this uh <laughs> nina and i are from hawaii originally that's our home that's where we met and married and we decided we were going to do a short mainland adventure and do some graduate school um and went out to first north carolina to wake forest university and this is going to be in theater Yes, in theater. Um, Nina is a scenic designer. That's her field. And my background is in directing and playwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went first to North Carolina, and then we searched all over the country. Where are we going to go finish? I wanted to finish my doctorate. And Utah, University of Utah, was the only school that not only... Um, Accepted and gave. They gave. Listen, both of us I, a listen. Lot I know what you. I went to the graduate school that accepted me. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe it wasn't my first choice, but it's the one that took me. Well, and and, and they actually offered us a really good deal, yeah. and so we mm-hmm. came to Utah, not having any idea what to expect. Coming from Hawaii, the wettest and most liberal state, yeah. um, and then coming to Utah, the driest and fairly conservative. It was kind of a bit of a shock to us. Do, do you go home to Hawaii fairly often? Uh, just we to, spend a month or so every year good, there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, just to regenerate. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. So you got your you got your doctorate finally. Got, I got our doctorate. We were getting ready to move back to Hawaii, and these um, we heard about these jobs a job opening up at Westminster, and it was just a technical director position. But we thought, you know, let's stay here for a year and teach for a year, sure. build some resume, and then go back home. <clears throat> Went up to Westminster, and said, "Hey, you can get two for the price of one. Are you crazy enough to accept both of us?" And 
hire us both at once? And they said, sure, which is a pretty That's interesting pretty cool, yeah. yeah. it was pretty cool. So it, within a year, we had established ourselves, and a year later, they offered me the chair of the program and Nina a full-time position. How long have you guys been there? 22 years. <laughs> <laughs> so it's worked out okay. <laughs> worked so out it just worked fun. out, yes. Yeah. We loved the students. We, you know, Cheyenne said a, little, a moment ago that um, – they didn't realize how impossible this was. And that's my attitude. Why I love working with young people is they go out and do the impossible before they know it can't be done. Mm -hmm. That's just who they are. Yeah. And we see that again and again. And we love working with our students at Westminster. So uh, let's uh, go to some practical matters here, too, about the uh, Salt Lake Fringe Festival, which, uh, again, is uh, happening when? July 28th. July 28th yeah. is the first. The kickoff goes that, through uh, August 6th. That's a Thursday. Um, so that that's a Friday. Friday. We do have um, on Thursday a kickoff party happening on Sugarmont Plaza, which is um, right in front of our Fringe Factory. Can anybody come to that? Absolutely. Or? Everyone should come. And you should pay for that? No, no. no. It's just a, just a block party happening out there. We're going to have um, live music. Jay's band is actually performing. Jay, you have a band? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I didn't I, know that. I have a family band. that I Yeah, yeah so my godfather is a drummer. Uh, right. I knew that. Yeah. He used to he used to own um, Burt's Tiki Lounge, uh. and um, and so he's been drumming for years and years. Mm -hmm. And 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 his son is a great guitar player. And every once in a while, we would get together and sort of have jam, have jam sessions. Vito and I were in a my, my cousin who plays the guitar, and I were in a, a, a band when we were in high school and did some. What's some your cousin's name? Again? Vito. V Vito. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 And so uh, so we were in you know. We, we, we always got together and um, and finally last year we really started to take it seriously as far as the you know the three of us playing together there's a great uh, bass player they've been playing with for a long time and um, and so yeah so what we're, do you call we're the band? For, we're called the vitals the vitals yeah yeah and what do you do in the band I play guitar and sing yeah yeah uh, and it covers or originals or? a little bit of both mm -hmm. yeah so some covers and uh, and and we're working on uh, more originals now since we're so we're playing out so this is why you got involved in the fringe festival so that they would let your band play that's right, right. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah i was hoping and then finally it yeah. happened so. we need it we need a place to play can, can we get involved in the fringe festival uh and that's on the 28th of that'll be the 27th, 27th so that'll be thursday um also that night we do have previews from a bunch of our shows um so artists are going to be performing like two minute snippets of of their shows, um, which is a great chance to just come out, see what's available, see if anything catches your eye, um, and you know, jot down in your program what you want to see. And that's 27th uh, at what time? Um, that'll be from 8 to 11 um, on Sugarmont Plaza. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's where, right there, the old DI. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Right, right, right in there. Yeah. Uh, website where all this is? Yeah, greatsaltlakefringe.org. GreatSaltLakeFringe.org. Okay. So um, really, that's if you're listening, that's what you should write down. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I have I've forgotten all the times you already said. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go there. If you don't take away anything else, just take away GreatSaltLakeFringe.org. Uh, but that's great. I mean, little little snippets of some of the performances and things like that. Yeah. This is actually the first year we're doing that, so we're really excited to to see how that works out. I'm also uh, curious, and uh, anybody can address this, is to um, how you uh, reach out to uh, performers and how you solicit them and uh, and and uh, is there a vetting process of any kind or you just say you just say uh, I, I don't care what you do you, you can do your performance well actually if you're part of the national or international fringe festival organizations they have certain rules oh. one of the rules is 100 percent of ticket sales go to the artists okay. they there's no they still do that in Edinburgh, even? Ed Edinburgh's a little different. They're a BYOV, uh, bring your own venue. 
So you set up your own venues, and they do it in an interesting way. But the the, the most of the international organizations have have adapted. What the Canadian Fringe started this, and it's become the norm. Mm-hmm. The other one is that you do not vet your shows. That happens with audiences. Either it's first come, first serve, or a lottery. And as the festivals grow, most of them are into lottery because they have many more acts applying than they have space for them. Um, uh, Salt Lake has not gotten to that point yet. No, but when we open up our um, site for them to be able to apply, we typically fill up very quickly Mm -hmm. to our max. We're capping it at 50 companies. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe we'll grow as time goes on, but right now that's where we're at. And you might have to go to a lottery or something like that. Yes, and then we'd go to a lottery, but we fill up. Fairly quickly. But, but what, I want to do one next year. <laughs> All right. How do I to have you? I don't know what I'm going to do, but I have a year to figure it out. <laughs> well, you, you ha- I think you probably have to be a little more specific than that. I need a banjo. Uh, what do they? Uh, <laughs> so what do they? Do they? Uh, so the the people who apply, what are they? Are what are they asked to? to provide you with so um the the application is fairly simple they need to have a title for their show they need to have some sort of web presence uh facebook or a website so that we know that you know they're they're somewhat serious about this all those things Mm -hmm. um there (laughs) there is an application down (laughs) (laughs) oh i don't have any money (laughs) (laughs) yeah they pay an application fee again just as sort of a a a deposit of good faith Mm -hmm. um that they're that they're planning on participating um but other than that, there's really not a lot of restriction as far as um, you know what do, the do you show ask involves. Them, you, do you ask them what, what what it's about, or? Yeah, we ask for a description. Those change often before the actual festival. Um, get a lot of uh, edits to those. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other kind of requirement across the board is that they have to be under an hour long. Um, so within those parameters, um, there is under a lot hour. that can happen. I can I, do that. I, uh, now I just now I'm curious. Let's say that I applied. And I said, I've done this. I've done this in a couple of venues. It's just me, one performer, and I run around on stage for forty-five minutes, covered in, naked, covered in cow's blood. Um, and that's my. Here's my website where where you can see s- samples of what I do. And and there's some dialogue that I make up as I go along. But I'm naked, covered in cow's blood. What, would you accept me into the French festival? <laughs> I think you've just described the next breakout performance. <laughs> 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 would, would you apply next year? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're excited by this idea, <laughs> no. uh, uh, no. and and I mean that's a very extreme thing. But right, I but right. you but you must get no. some extreme performances. Yes, um, and we have had a few. Not not that extreme, but some. It, that it self-adjudicates is what happens. If you came and ran around naked with cow's blood, you'd probably have six people show up to your performance, all of who mm-hmm. either knew you or <laughs> wanted to take pictures and sue you. Or all of them would be also be naked covered. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And... If from there on, it would go it would go downhill quickly after that, and gotcha. you wouldn't get any more audience. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens. One of our wonderful stories is we had a young man show up the first year who did a one-man show and bombed horribly. I mean, just mm-hmm. nobody came after his first show. And mm-hmm. so he's performing to an empty house. He had like four or five shows to an empty house. And we felt so bad for him. And then the next year, he applied again. And we went, Oh, no, we can't watch this again because it broke our hearts. He's one of the few people that really bombed. The next year, his one-man show, he went home, took the lessons he learned, turned it around, and it was one of the most talked about and hotted, hottest shows of the entire festival. Cool. That, to us, is what it's all about. Well, what yeah. was his name? Do you remember? Or oh, what boy. was his show it was, about? It was, yeah, it was, the first show was the Scottish show, Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Yes. Scottish show? Yeah. He, huh. Um, 
See, it was that bad. <laughs> yeah. It was um, that bad. Yeah, mm. I don't remember his name right now. Yeah. I'm sorry, but we that's what we like to see is, is yeah. the artists develop. You know, it might be useful, though, uh, too, to give people, again, to help, help them uh, wrap around this. Uh, something that each one of you saw last year mm-hmm. that uh, that you you uh, you went, oh, man, this yeah. is really interesting. This is nice. really good. I, I, and you enjoyed. And let's see if you each come up with a, a different one. Uh, how, who, who wants to start? Uh, Cheyenne's nodding, nodding, thinking. And it's, you know, if you leave somebody out, that's okay. I've I've got one. Yeah, Um, Jay. So so last year um, there was, I think it was Company of Cohorts Mm -hmm. did a, a, and this is the, a lot of these students are um, students that are a part of um, the the sort of the, the core fringe group that were that were sort of seniors and about to go out um, to graduate schools or into their lives after you know finishing mm-hmm. um, finishing at Westminster. And they uh, had a show that was really it was you you went into a room and you were in the middle of a big party, and the the electricity in that performance was just I mean it was just palpable because you could tell that these people had spent four years together or mm-hmm. you know some time together and all of the energy of the fringe seemed to be in that room because a lot of the kids who helped to start the fringe were there and and you knew that this was the last time that some of them were going to be together my niece uh, Amanda was one of those students and um, it was really cool to see it was just really cool to see the the energy and and um, and the love that they had for each other come so out the so the audience was part of this but it was we, right in the middle of a party yeah so you walked in and you were literally you were in the middle you would sit in couches and sort of um, near the on the floor in some places and then over next to a table where people would be coming over and getting drinks you know, as a part mm-hmm. of the show, and so you were really immersed. It was like you're on stage in the middle of the in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the middle of the show, and the acting was happening all around mm-hmm. you. And that was really cool. Yeah. And uh, now, did you think of one yet? Yeah. Um, so, one one that I really enjoyed last year that kind of surprised me um, was Round Two um, by J C Stoddard. It was uh, produced by Utah Rep, um, and it was um, just an original play um, that. Out of the festival, I think, had some of the most um, interesting just character relationships. It was just about two couples and um, and their their relationships and had really, um, really great naturalistic dialogue and um, excellent acting. So that was that was a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. And then how about you? Help me with names here, Shane, if you can. Yes. I'm not very good at remembering names, but there was a company that came up from New Mexico. Oh, yes. Um, Studio Playhouse Eliida. Yes, their play was <laughs> Studio Playhouse Eli. Eli Ida was the name of the show. The name yeah. of the show. We were and of town. Oh, like un- Ellie and Ida. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. And they, unfortunately, were only here for the first weekend, and they really regretted that choice. <laughs> I think because their shows just packed out instantly, and it was this very physical two women comic piece that was some of the finest um, physical acting I've seen in ages. And we all walked out of there just going, that was stunning, just flabbergasted. Can't wait till next week. You're going to pack it out. And they said, oh, we're not going to be here next week. And we all, yeah, yeah, they had to go home. I've heard they've gone on to do fringes around the country and are doing quite well now. And that was their first premiere piece they ever put together. Is that that kind of typical? Uh, These fringes become kind of a circuit and people people go around and do it like a film festival? There are hmm. people who are kind of fringe gypsies. um, And they literally travel the world just making enough money at a fringe to get to the next one. Mm -hmm. And they spend a year or two 
who just just traveling around the world performing. Uh, uh, people uh, at this year's Fringe Festival, or do we have a lot of people, uh, a lot of companies uh, from out of state? We have quite a few. I would say we have about um, 10 that are coming from out, out of state. Um, and some of them are fringe veterans that have done quite a few fringe festivals. Um, so we get an interesting mix because we also have just a really strong local presence. Um, and uh, I, I always like seeing kind of what these companies can learn from each other. Uh, you, you know, you said that uh, the one, the piece that you were talking about that you like was put on by, was done by Utah Rep. Mm-hmm. And they do, uh, uh, are there the, that's Mark Fawson, right? Is that Utah Rep? Uh, he's been involved with them before. Yeah, but yeah he's worked with them. Um, the the producer is Johnny Hebda over at Utah Rep. Uh, and, um, and they have a they have a space, and they and they so so what they uh, and what I'm getting at here is that so they may be a, a stat and a fairly established company like that right. will take. Uh, will take a piece and do an experimental piece exactly. that they wouldn't do on their regular season. Or, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yep, and they're they're sponsoring a couple of shows this year as well that are kind of along that along that same vein mm-hmm. um, of original works that mm-hmm. aren't the typical. They they usually do um, new but kind of critically acclaimed pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe even workshop. They almost workshop things. Exactly. And say, maybe let's see where this goes, and maybe it'll right. develop into something uh, that we'll do in our regular season. Or yeah, we have right. quite a few companies doing that. Wasatch Theater is another one that's um, producing a show this year that um, is an original original piece, and they normally um, just do a more traditional theater season. Jeez, we have a lot. We have an amazing number of theater and dance companies. Truly, <laughs> in, in Salt Lake, it's. It's kind of kind of staggering, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, I think there was uh, I don't know what the um, what the exact research was. It just came out, but there there was some um, so- something recently uh, in the news about um, that 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 Utah is um, one of the s- the states that has one of the highest rates of um, of artistic consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, in the country, people not- just people spending money on art 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 programs. Yeah, on the arts. On yeah. the arts. Actually, the Huffington Post put out an article recently that said. Salt Lake City had the second highest rate, next only to New Orleans, mm. New Orleans, I should say, <laughs> New Orleans, um, of what they called artistic types. We have more artists per capita than any other city in America other than New Orleans. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I found that to be fascinating. Even Vegas? That's what they said. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a Mormon thing. Has well, I mean, it is in a way. I mean, the LDS yeah. Church, yes. right? I mean, they're all always about their sh- the Mormon Tabernacle Choir and, and show shows and the road, road shows. shows and yep, yep. Do they still do road shows in the Mormon Church? I don't, I don't believe know. so, but it's sure set a tradition here for theater yeah. that yeah. we all benefit from. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's the salt, uh, the Great Salt Lake Fringe Festival. That's right. Uh, and uh, uh, the best place now is uh, can you buy an all encompassing ticket or? Do you uh, just suggest people pay at the individual? Yeah, so we have a few options as far as tickets go. We do have single tickets. Um, so you'll get your $5 festival admission, and then you'll buy a ticket to a show for $10. Um, so you can do that, but mm. that's not what we actually recommend for the Fringe. What do um, you recommend? We recommend um, going with a ticket pack. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do three for 25 um, or 10 for 70 Three three tickets. Three tickets for twenty five dollars. Okay, gotcha. Ten tickets for seventy dollars. Gotcha. Um, and that that's really what we encourage people to do to um, truly get the festival experience mm-hmm. from the fringe. Um, because um, first of all, you're going to save money per show. Um, for seventy dollars to see ten hours of theater is pretty pretty amazing. Um, and um, it also it, if you've got them, it it encourages you to use them exactly. Yep. So you can. Um, 
we're using a new ticketing system this year that we love where um, you can actually buy your pack online and then just go in and whenever you um, kind of decide what show you want to see next, you can just reserve it for yourself. Um, so we, we really encourage those packs because um, what usually happens at a fringe is that if you see 10 shows, um, maybe maybe four of them you will really like and you'll, mm-hmm. you'll think that they're quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, and there might be two or three that you thought were just terrible mm-hmm. um and, and then the others were okay yeah, yeah and then um but there's always going to be one or two that just blow your mind and yeah. that is what the fringe is all about is finding kind of those diamonds in the rough um it's going to be different for everyone um what really speaks to them so we, we really encourage people to get a three pack or a ten pack and just spend a day or two um exploring all of these shows so you can do that and then reserve your uh, uh seat all online. Yeah, yeah. So we, we do online ticketing. So just greatsaltlakefringe.org slash tickets um, should be the first button on our website. Um, so you can reserve that tattoo, pick that up from the box office, and then you can do all of your own ticketing um, online. And, and it's Salt Lake all spelled out. Yes. Right? Greatsaltlakefringe.org. Uh, uh, and then uh, uh, one other a- uh, aspect of this uh, that we have neglected to mention is that there are awards given, right? There yeah. are, yeah. Yeah, talk about that a little. So most of our awards are um, audience voting. Um, so they vote for um, different categories, uh, student production, um, best of each um, kind of rating category. So F, 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 F. Um, uh, one person show, um, best ensemble. Um, so we have kind of these categories that people can go and um, it'll be all online this year that people can go and vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do have, um, we have a fringe pick um, where the fringe board comes together and kind of picks a standout. Um, we have critics pick where we kind of aggregate reviews of shows and, mm-hmm. and see which ones stood out from there. Um, we have a Miss Congeniality Award, um, which what? is just the <laughs> highest attendance. Um, oh, it's whoever. not. It's not a person. <laughs> <laughs> nope. For a show that gets that gets the highest attendance, maybe the one that has the highest attendance yep. isn't necessarily the best one. But it, right, but, but you got, know, they yeah. they got people out sure, there, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Um, so awards are definitely a big part of the fringe culture, um, especially for these artists that do fringe circuit um, and will travel. Because um, when yeah. you arrive in a new city, it's hard to you know, convince yeah. people that this is worth your time. So using those awards and kind of um, reviews from other fringes is a great way for them to kind of put mm-hmm. themselves out there. This is highly recommended. Mm-hmm. And when you go to a fringe, like you had mentioned earlier, it's a little difficult to go, oh my gosh, there's 50 different shows for me to see. Which one do I want? But if it says this uh, show won the best of fringe in D.C. and Toronto and Orlando, right. you go, Oh, this must be something. It really helps the artists who travel with their shows. So if you go to the website, uh, greatsaltlakefringe.org, mm-hmm. there's a listing of all the plays. With there is, the, yeah. Like brief descriptions yeah, uh, of exactly. what they are and maybe some of those n- notices. That's that, right. Oh, these people come from n- New Mexico and they've won awards there and right. so forth. This is I you know I'm I'm sorry I haven't been uh, I haven't been a part of this before but uh, I'll definitely be around to attend it this year. Awesome. Just you you have time to make it up. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, it sounds great. Uh, it's the Great Salt Lake Fringe Festival. There's an opening party on the 27th of the, this month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, so that's soon. That's yeah. really soon. Next <laughs> week, yep, yep. Uh, and then it starts uh, the next day, the 28th. That's right. Uh, and th- that weekend, and then the, na- the first weekend in uh, August, I guess, is yep. it is, right? Yeah. So, uh, hey, um, really, thanks a lot for coming by. 
Um, which which night are you performing your naked pig blood running? No, show? that's next year. <laughs> next year's <laughs> twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's cow's blood. It's, <laughs> not, it's not pig's blood. Well, I, I haven't seen the show I, yet. I listen, that's trafe. I don't do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, th- uh, thanks a lot, you guys. It's it's uh, I, and I really applaud your um, you know your efforts to do this. It's it's a big undertaking, but really terrific. Oh, thank you. We thank appreciate you. it. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking to uh, Jay Perry, uh, Cheyenne Gray, and Michael Vo uh, about the Great Salt Lake Fringe Festival. It's greatsaltlakefringe.org. I think that's it, right? Uh-huh. Yep. I'm Bill Allred. That's the Let's Go Eat show. If you're pouring drinks, always make mine a double. Broadway Media Podcast Network.